0: My name is Elle
1: and I'm Jared.
0: And you are listening to the New Leaf podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in.
1: No, no, no. L, the New Leaf project. That... There's another podcast called the New Leaf podcast. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Okay. Hi, my name is L.
1: And I'm Jared.
0: And you are listening to the New Leaf project. Thanks so much for tuning in and hanging out with us today. We've got another great conversation for you.
1: Yeah, what's up on the podcast? What's uh what's uh, what's uh, what's happening?
0: Uh, what's uh, happening? Uh, happenin'? Well, we've been f- featuring some conversations and storytelling that we've been having at some of our learning parties, and this one is from a learning party that we did in Kingston in the fall of 2018, so not that long ago. And uh, there were some really great stories and lots of people to highlight. And so this is one of those stories.
1: Yeah, I love I love these uh, learning party uh, testimonials and and storytelling uh, moments because what's what happens in the room all the time. If you've never been to a learning party, here's how it works. You show up, and it's not Uh, speakers from far away talking it's people in your neighborhood it's people in your region and my favorite part is a look on people's face when they're like wow you guys do that and you're right around the corner it's amazing so one of our things uh out there in podcast land one of the things we're trying to do as the new leaf network is introduce canadians to each other and uh we want to introduce you to jeremy conway and reunion church at brockville so uh give this one a listen Uh, we think it's pretty cool.
2: Hey everybody, I'm Jeremy. I'm from Brockville, Ontario and I'm a pastor of a church called Reunion Brockville and I want to ask you something. Have you ever had someone ask you a question that has completely rocked you in the moment, that has given you pause and made you rethink where you're at at that exact moment? I have. It happened three years ago, a little over three years ago, uh, at the end of 2015. And no, it wasn't, are you going to shave your beard off? That's usually asked by sweet old ladies who like the baby face. Um, It wasn't that. Um, The question was, if nothing stood in your way, what would you do? And it was asked to my wife and I, Karen, uh, by a friend who we'd been confiding in about the season we were at and the frustrations we were experiencing and just the sense of newness that God was calling us to. And at the time, we were owners uh, of a skateboard shop in Brockville called Revolution that we had opened in the year 2000, and we loved it. And our store often turned into more of a mission and a youth center and a daycare than it was a place to buy stuff at. But we, again, were sensing this new thing that God was calling us to. We were also on staff at a church, and we loved the people in that church, and we loved what we were doing in youth ministry and kids ministry and overseeing volunteers. But again, We were sort of becoming disillusioned with the idea of church, even though we were on staff at a church. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but sometimes we get in our head that we got to keep Christians happy over top of reaching people that are far away from God. Um, We watched young people walk away, but they weren't walking away from Jesus. They were walking away from some of the structures that were in place that were holding them back from encountering Jesus. On top of this, right around this time, we welcomed Finn into our family when he was three and a half. And having a child, if you've had a child, you realize that they will give you pause like nothing else in your life. They will make you rethink. It will cause a revolution in your thinking and make you rethink everything you're doing and challenge you. And that's what happened. In this perfect storm of revolution of change, uh, that's when our friend asked us, if nothing stood in your way, what would you do? If money, family, business, church positions... Um, not knowing what you're doing and how you're going to do it. If nothing, if none of that was standing in your way, what would you do? And my wife and I looked at each other and said, we'd plant a church that's not churchy. Just, it'd been our language. And we knew that that was the answer to that question for us. So in the fall of 2016, the tidal wave hit. We could no longer put off this question that our friend had been asking us, and he continually came back to us and asked us this because he knew that we could procrastinate. And so in fall of 2016, we sold our business, we sold our house, we resigned our positions, moved into a rental house, bought a house, and renovated a house all within three months. It's usually how things happen, like a tidal wave. But Karen and I felt that we had been called to create a church, a community. We we kept using the word community because we had so much baggage with the word uh, church. Now I love the word church but we wanted to create a space for people who were far away from God, spiritually disenfranchised, spiritually homeless, but weren't yet willing to give up on the conversation of Jesus, his message, his teachings, his mission for the church. That's who we were called to reach, and we wanted to be able to do whatever we could to reach those people. In business, we had seen that we were having awesome conversations with people who had no interest in going to church, but they had interest in talking about the irreligious message of Jesus. That's what we wanted to reach. So we started a conversation with a community called the Being Christ Church of Canada, uh, which is formerly Brethren in Christ. And we sensed that we had a lot of infinity and in alignment with this network called Reunion. <laughs> And so we are Reunion Brockville, and Reunion Brockville is just a gathering of Jesus and everyday people. We're, we're always making room for more and more people centered around this conversation of following Jesus and what that looks like in our everyday lives. We confess that we don't have it all figured out. Uh, right now, I feel completely unqualified to talk to this room of people, right? We don't have it all figured out. We're learning along together. What we do have figured out is that following Jesus is best done in community and the messiness of community. So reunion is guided by six culture statements. So number one, pupils, we are a culture of apprenticeship where we engage, establish, equip, and empower people as apprentices of Jesus. And we are challenging Jesus followers to live missionally and incarnationally. Missionally means as disciples of Jesus, we make disciples of Jesus. And incarnational means what's our posture like as we do that? Is our posture more like Jesus or less like Jesus? Our posture commun- communicates what we believe, words communicate what we know. So how what is our posture communicating things? What is our posture communicating to people outside of the church? Number two, people, we're a culture of table where we open our lives and hearts to one another by choosing relationship and creating space. And this is where we have our midweek meals, and I think there might be a couple pictures up a few of, of our community. Um, where we're eating together, enjoying good food, good drink, and we invite people to belong long before they believe or behave how we think they should believe or behave. Number three or four, I don't remember, party goers, a culture of celebration where we choose to passionately celebrate God and people. We see that Jesus did evangelism and discipleship around tables and at celebrations. We want to have the same party practice as Jesus, and we feel that Um, Party can create a social connection where spiritual connection is possible. And we've seen it happen. Peacemakers, a culture of reconciliation where we pursue Jesus' way of peace and act as agents or serve as agents of reconciliation in all things. And we're currently working through this um, culture statement right now, including this Sunday with Remembrance Day. So exciting. So good. Especially a great conversation for those of us who have grown up in the church. And this is the first time we're hearing uh, the Sermon on the Mount. We've had that happen in our church. Uh, Pioneers, we're a culture of adventure and innovation where we openly consider and pursue creative new ideas that contribute to our shared sense of mission. And I love this about New Leaf and this conversation today. We, we can no longer assume that people will just show up at our church, right? It used to be that the church was the hospital. If I feel like I'm sick, I'm going to go to the hospital. Now it's like, no, we got to be the ambulance. We've got to go out and get the people. And we've got to figure out ways of bringing them in. of of stimulating that conversation so that people can encounter Jesus. Planters, we're a culture of multiplication where we dedicate ourselves to natural, healthy uh, growth and expansion while embracing intentional ongoing relationship. And we're working through um, our culture statements right now, week by week, and there's been so many sweet moments. I wanna share with you um, stuff I've heard from people that are spiritual sojourners, spiritually homeless people, unchurched people, and what they're saying about our community and about this series. Tom, the atheist, and th- this is how these people identified themselves. So, Tom, the atheist, he says, "You guys say that you want people to feel like they belong before they believe or behave like you guys do, while well, you're already doing it, and I'm proof." Johnny, the Buddhist monk. <laughs> He he drives from Ottawa almost every week to come to our Sunday morning gatherings. And he says, I love driving an hour to come to reunion. I love hearing about Jesus and how it can help me with my practice. From the Peacemakers talk last week, I didn't realize how much of a Buddhist Jer was, (laughs) which is awesome. (laughs) To which I responded, Johnny, I didn't realize how much of a Jesus follower you were. (laughs) So he thinks he's converting me, and I think I'm converting him, and it's beautiful. Sammy, uh, the Muslim, he said, being invited to a meal during the week and included in this community has allowed me to see Jesus and Christianity in a different way. Heather, the spiritual but not religious, she just like nailed it on the head. She says, the only way I knew I could at least open my heart and mind to following Jesus is if I could find a church that wasn't churchy. She's using her language. To be part of a community where learning and following Jesus was a lifestyle and not a Sunday thing a community that believed in acceptance of everyone, being non-judgmental and all-loving, and that's why I love Reunion. I met Heather in a park three years ago, her and her husband, and the first question Heather asked me when she found out that I was a pastor was, what's your stance on the LGBTQ plus thing? That was the first question. Thankfully, I answered in a way that they've continued to be a part of our community, and now Jared plays guitar every week, and Heather would identify herself as a Jesus follower, but not quite sure on the religion thing. I'm so thankful for the challenging times that we've had. Sorry, I'm so thankful despite the challenging times we've had, which usually are annoying church people. I'm sorry. But as a church planner, it's often those people that have made it the hardest in the first year of church planting. But I'm so glad that we answered the question, if nothing was standing in your way, what would you do by saying, we're going to plant a church? We, we, ha- we had to let our ministry positions, our business, our, our home, our family, our fear of the unknown, the lack of money, the lack of direction, the lack of everything and other Christians' opinions, had we let that stop us, the Toms, the Heathers, the Sammies would not have come one degree closer to Jesus or ended up following Jesus. I want to ask you as I close, what's the one thing in your life that is holding you back from doing what you know you're really called to do? <laughs>
0: That was Jeremy Conway from Reunion Church in Brockville. It's a cool little network that they've got going, and I loved hearing about all of their culture statements. Um, One of the things, obviously, that you don't see is that there's, like, slides showing in the background, but... You can check them out on their website. It's neat the way they talk about pupils, people, partygoers, peacemakers, planters, mm-hmm. pioneers. All
1: starts with a P. I, I should, noticed that.
0: I do love that alliteration. But uh, it's easy to remember. And uh, I love hearing when people are planting churches and giving things a try. And I, I love the idea of being centered in people's houses and around tables. That's uh, it's a good way to go.
1: One thing I liked, and you might not have heard this on the podcast, but uh, Jeremy Conway is a fellow beardo. Uh, And sometimes you can hear the beards on my, yeah, yeah, there's a special timbre to the voice of the bearded, I find. And uh, uh, Jeremy also, uh, if you follow him on Twitter, which I think you should, uh, or Instagram, he has quite a collection of toques as well, and I I admire, I admire uh, a good collection of toques. I don't want to take away from what he said, you know.
0: Timbre of the bearded?
1: Yeah, yeah, It's. You could, that, that's a bumper sticker right there. (laughs) You could sell that.
0: (laughs) To a, to a certain demographic, perhaps you could. Yeah, I
1: think you could. I think you could. To our American listeners, uh, a toque is what you guys might call a beanie.
0: Ah.
1: Or a knitted cap. But it's what we wear in the winter. It's a French word that stands for knitted cap. And, uh, uh, Jeremy has an, an amazing collection because he used to own a skateboard shop. And, uh. Beards and toques necessary.
0: And pastors. It's a good fit. fit. quality
1: pastoring and quality skateboarding. Yes.
0: All jokes aside, he's a great guy. And I love love hearing what they're doing in Brockville. And uh, he came and shared that story with a broken foot.
1: I know. It was amazing.
0: That guy is a trooper. That's how committed he was to a learning party. Yes, he was. Speaking of a learning party, if someone was interested in having one, how might they go about contacting us?
1: Well, first they would need to have the idea. It would have to occur to them to have a learning party. This is true. Uh, Because as you may or may not be aware, Elle and I don't go around the globe uh, or the map of Canada and say, hmm, where do we want a learning party? We go where we're invited. And so uh, the reason this learning party happened is because a guy named Brandon Laird, our buddy from Kingston said, we need to get the people around here together to talk about what's going on. He sent us an email and you can email me, jared at newleafnetwork.ca. But if you want a response, (laughs) you email me, you email L at newleafnetwork.ca or admin at newleafnetwork or info or make a handle up because we have a catch all. And it, it'll, I think it'll get to us
0: like bearded Tamber at
1: bearded Tamber. I would in fact really love to receive an email addressed to bearded Tambor. So contact us. Yeah.
0: And then we connect with you. We work together and we, we cultivate and curate conversations of people who have tried things, people who are thinking about trying things. And we kind of help you format the day and we work together and you know what? I'm clearly biased. But there has not been a learning party yet that I have been at that I didn't absolutely love or that something brilliant didn't happen from it. People connecting, conversations happening, new ministries and ideas and things being started. And um, every time I come away from it, being amazed that all you really have to do is get people in a room and get people talking because the genius is there.
2: People are
0: doing things they just so often don't share about it, or don't think that their story is important, or don't think that maybe the small thing or the big thing, but often it's the small faithful things, people just don't feel like that's important to share. And the truth of the matter is it's vital. We need to hear these stories. We have to connect with one another. We need to know one another, and we need to be encouraged and inspired that maybe we could take that next step. And it's not just young people. It's people from all ages, all stages, all walks in their faith, you know, different parts on their journey, coming together and encouraging and inspiring people to try new things.
1: So friends, if you're out there and you feel like you want to have some in-person inspiration, if you want to get to know some of the people in your area, um, give us a drop us a line on the internets and uh, we'll help you. We'll help you. We won't just turn you loose and say, hey, kid, good idea and give you a little pat on the shoulder. We'll come alongside. We'll help you get this off the ground uh, but we want to go where where we're invited. We want to go where people are interested in in this idea. So, reach out and let us know. Uh, so, L. Also, if people want to stay connected to the New Leaf conversation, what can they do?
0: Keep checking out the website newleafnetwork.ca that's where we update our content our blogs where we keep our event page uh, you know all the good stuff and the good places that we're going you can also sign up for our newsletter there where we uh, send an email every couple months with all of the information and all the new things that we're doing and that's where you can also hit us up for social media the little links are there for facebook and instagram and twitter even where where we try to keep you updated in as many places as possible without being annoying
1: Yeah, we try not
0: to be annoying. But we'd love to hear from you. And if you've got a story to share, we would love to share it. So hit us up. And if you're even feeling generous in 2019, we would love a review.
1: Yes, that would be amazing. Tell people what you like or what you don't like. We want honesty. It's true. All right, friends. That's it from us.
0: Have a great day and thanks for listening.
1: Okay, bye-bye.